0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. I'd like to invite you to drop a line in one of the 400 lakes in the Bemidji area. We have 160 miles of biking trails, forest trails, campsites. You can even get your picture with Paul Bunyan and Babe his Blue Ox. And when your adventures are done, we have some of the best eateries that Minnesota has to offer. Plus, much, much more. And don't forget to check us out at the Minnesota State Fair in the Education Building. Bemidji, one step further. Coming up on today's show, Charles in charge. Chuck Hasse joins me to talk fishing. He's been on Hawaii. He's been on Leech. And yeah, we talk about the Twins too. Short Plus idiot. another Fast Five. It's all coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I
1: want to do is stick my toes in the sand
0: There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much F-I-S-H-I-I-N Fishing I Fishing I don't
1: feel right Club, I'd be out sitting in my 14 catching some trout. The fishes all tremble at the thought
0: of me when I'm country. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University, it's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. This is Mandy year and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, we're checking in with Chuck Hazy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. We're going to be talking Leech Lake in a moment, but lots of other things to talk about as well. Great to have you back, Chuck. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, Kev. Thanks for having me.
0: So you and uh, Randy were out in South Dakota for uh, a big event, the Cabela's Walleye Federation Championship. Uh, for those who aren't a familiar with that, before we get into the tournament, uh, how does that whole thing work?
1: Um, that is part of the Walleye Federation. Uh, it's one of the bigger, if not the biggest um walleye federations or i guess leagues in in the u.s um it kind of consists of local fishing clubs um all over the upper midwest all the way i think there's 40 different states involved that are part of that league um and then like the cabela's mwc um event that happens here on Cass lake in a, in a month from now that is also part of the walleye federation so that is how we actually qualified for this championship by winning the the cast lake mwc last fall so it's an it's an auto invite um your entry fee is paid they they give you a travel stipend they uh they they basically they they roll out the red carpet there was 200 and seventy four boats I believe involved in this tournament, which was on lake owahi and it's uh it's a three a three day tournament in the top twenty five places after the first two days fish fish day three for uh for the whole thing so it was it was a pretty cool event
0: you know two how many boats did you say two hundred and
1: seventy four
0: I mean, that is a lot of boats for one body of water. I know is big, but, I mean, so is Lake Erie, and I don't think any of those tournaments have that many boats on them.
1: No, actually, uh, Aaron Templin and I qualified years, maybe four or five years ago to fish this championship, and that was on Lake Erie, and I think they capped that at 175. Um, but it's... it's uh, to throw 275 uh boats on on one body of water and of course everyone's out there pre-fishing before so you probably take that boat number times you know four or five with <laughs> people who kind of come with and and are running their own boats solo each day there's there's a lot of traffic out there each day just to get just to put your boat in and make it to take off um you know there was a line over a mile long we basically had to launch our boat an hour and a half early each morning, just just to get in on time. Well, how did you guys do? Um. Well, if you would have told us that we would have been sitting in fifth place after uh, the second day, I think we would have taken it. Um, so we did qualify. Like I said, the top twenty-five get to fish day three. We we qualified to fish day three. Um, the top twenty-five boats that you also get a ring. They call you uh, an all-American, I guess. Um, and, and all American qualifies in the top 25 to fish day three. It's kind of cool. They give you a a ring and everything, but, uh, we were in fifth going into day three and we, we kind of swung for the fences and, uh, let's just say we, we struck out looking. So we, uh, it it was a pretty tough bite. It seemed like you're either catching 11 pounders or, or 11 inchers, um, the minimum size walleye you could weigh in that tournament was 15 inches. So we kind of we kind of locked in on on just focusing after those big fish and hope to get a couple each day. Even though you're you can bring five in, most anglers were bringing one to two fish in a day. And uh, unfortunately, that that day three we we never did catch one. But uh, we gave it our all. We we fished hard. The the temperatures out there for the whole week were well into the hundreds. Um, Pretty warm for a couple pale skin Norwegian folk <laughs> like Randy and I to be out there baking in the sun, but we uh, we went through four or five cases of water and somehow pushed through. So it was it was a good time.
0: Is it a is it a catch and release tournament? I mean, do you bring them in and do a weigh in, or
1: yeah, actually, what they called it, it, it was a harvest tournament. So okay. the fish that you do bring in um, are, are donated. That there's, there's a few different rules in South Dakota. I mean, a lot like Minnesota, you have to drain your live wells, um, leaving the boat ramp. The, the weigh-in was in the town of Mobridge, which was maybe two miles away. So you actually had to transport those fish that you caught in a, in a cooler of either ice or water to, to bring to the stage. So it was a harvest tournament. Um, you know, it's, when it's warm like that, and uh, fish are getting banged around in the live well a little bit, that's that's probably the best way to run that operation.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, unless you're going to do the photo thing uh, and photo app thing, I mean, you, you can't do a catch-and-release tournament in late July in 100-degree temps.
1: Correct. The water temps were in the high 70s. Um, we were actually, well, mainly only because we caught one one to two fish a day, we were able to keep our fish alive for the most part until we, we had to drain the live wells. Um, leaving the boat landing um but at that point then when you transfer them to the cooler that that kind of takes care of things although i did hear there's a Bassmaster elite uh event out there this week i believe that's the first time they've ever been to the missouri river area the the smallmouth um fishing out there is is unbelievable and it it sounded like they made some special exceptions for the bass guys and kind of gave the walleye guys the shaft a little bit but well, uh, we won't complain about that too
0: much. <laughs> Chuck Hase of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest. we got a lot more to cover with Chuck, so stick around. I'm Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and I'm proud to help Kev Jackson
1: sound smart on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors.
0: If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit NTCMN.edu.
1: Hi, this is Chuck Hassey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year.
0: I'm thankful and insulted all at the same time. Chuck Hassey is indeed my guest today. And, Chuck, basically, for those who aren't familiar, Oahi is part of the Missouri River. Correct. It's,
1: it's basically one of the widest parts of the Missouri River, Um, as you enter into from North Dakota to South Dakota, um, that's kind of where Lake Oahe starts. And it runs, I would say, probably close to halfway through the state of South Dakota before it kind of narrows up again and becomes more river type. Um, And that particular body of water there, they actually introduced... um, herring into the area they they blew up one of the dams down by i believe it was pier years ago and what happened was is it kind of it kind of flushed the system um a lot of those fish either you know stuck to the north or headed further south down the river so you've got this giant reservoir and it it hurt the the fishing a little bit so they introduced these herring to try to um i guess jump start the the walleye fishing again and keep some of those fish in that area well what they didn't realize is that the herring were going to grow in that body of water four to five times the size they normally do so now you've got these these giant fish that are eating the herring but there's not a lot to keep those smaller 14 to 17 18 fish around all year round
0: okay and and it's it is a good i mean it's a great fishery there's a lot of action there um But, you know, how does it, as far as the presentations you're making, the way you're fishing, how different is it than from what you're typically fishing when you're on leech or cast or whatever?
1: Basically, we started at ground zero. Randy and I each had a boat down there, and uh, we fished almost dark to dark for about seven, eight days straight. And at the end of the week, we had maybe three spots that we were confident we could catch fish in, and that's what we fished for for three days it's it is a giant body of water there's there's not a lot of structure other than the original river channel which is basically covered with flooded timber so you can you can either pitch jigs and lose jigs or you can troll crankbaits and lose crankbaits it's a lot of fish and trees and brush piles and uh you know little sandbar edges that come out from the shoreline um but it's It's take your pick they could be anywhere they could be 30 miles to the south they could be 30 miles to the north and it was a little bit of a challenge you almost it it was so big and with just the two of us we almost found each other talking ourselves out of fishing certain areas just because you always felt like you needed to be 20 miles one way or another but um, all said and done we kind of just honed in on on maybe a five mile stretch and just kept it to that and the first day we caught one fish and the second day we caught two fish. Fortunately, they were they were both all three of them were were big fish and that kept us in contention.
0: So, do you do you like fishing that way? Do you prefer, you know, the, the typical Minnesota Lake? Uh, how did it feel to you? You know, any time
1: for me that I get to get away from Leech Lake, it's I use it as a learning experience. Um so I never really go to another body of water not wanting to fish a particular way. You kind of have to adapt and just and take what the fish give you. Um, I will say, you know, it, it's completely different fishing than anything we do around here when you take into account um, moving water, you know, current, things like that, what the fish do in the morning, what they do in the afternoon. The wind always blows. It was, you know, 102 degrees and then it would storm at night. Does the, do the storms affect the fish the same way in South Dakota as they do in Minnesota? And it was, that was all part of the, the learning game. But I tell you what, the scenery out there was, I mean, you're just in awe the whole time you're fishing. So even if the fishing was slow, there was, you know, just watching the cattle on the shoreline and pheasants and mule deer and stuff—it's just something we don't get to see in northern Minnesota. So it was a—it was a pretty cool experience.
0: Awesome. Uh, you guys been doing any other tournaments? Um, we've got one left here, and that is
1: the Cabela's MWC on on Cass Lake out of Stony Point. I believe that's the sixteenth or seventeenth of September, and uh, that is our that's our last one of the year. So. Now it's going to be, be be in the guide boat for the next few weeks and maybe take a few days off and get ready for that and then back in the guide boat until mid to late October and, and uh, call it a season already. It's tough to believe it's the middle of August.
0: Well, I know. I know. We're like two weeks away from September.
1: <laughs> yep. It's went by fast.
0: Now you guys are the defending champs at the MWC in Cass Lake, right?
1: Yes. Yep. Okay. Randy and I won that one last fall, correct.
0: Very cool. Well, how have things been on uh, Leech since you got back?
1: It's been good. It was actually, you know, it's. I was actually looking forward to coming back to where fish are a little more cooperative. <laughs> uh, we, to to actually have a fish, you know, bite more than once or twice a day, it's kind of a nice change. But uh, fishing out here has been good. Um, we're still fishing shallow water. There's a lot of times people think mid to late summer. You need to fish deeper water, but that hasn't been the case out here the last few years, even with as clear as the water is there's there's enough of an algae bloom to to keep them in that shallow water and really i've I've been fishing twelve feet or less for well ever since fishing opener for the most part, so um fish are still doing their everyday summer routines along the weed lines one day it's leeches, the next day it's crawlers you can catch them on minnows um but I, I tend to stick to the leeches and crawlers, a lot of lot of bobber fishing. Um, you can catch them trolling crankbaits in, in shallow water. It just kind of depends on, you know, the weather and where you can get to on the lake. But uh, they're still in their full-blown summer patterns out
0: here. Well, you mentioned bobbers. That has become such a popular way to fish walleyes lately. Um, what's, what has made that catch on so much in the last year or so?
1: It uh, really, what it comes down to, is forward sonar—the the ability to see a, a group of fish and the distance they are away. Um, keeping the boat off the top of them in that shallow water a lot is key. Um, so, a lot of my guide trips, I'm I'm seeing fish and I'm trying to stay thirty, forty, fifty feet away from them so that we don't spook them. And then we're we're basically throwing bobbers to those fish and just parking it right over their face until they can't handle it anymore and usually if you got a group of five or six fish there's there's always one or two idiots that'll be willing to cooperate so if that takes fishing 15 16 18 spots and and different piles of fish if you can pluck one or two out of each one usually at the end of the day you 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 come out on top so um, bobber fishing has has really become popular as the advancements in this in this sonar um world that we live in now um, advances it's it's kind of a go-to now for a lot of people
0: boy forward sonar that is the topic du jour the last few weeks uh, ever since the uh, uh, muskie tournament uh, illegalized it you know it's one of the things we've been talking about a lot and it's interesting because the vibe i'm getting is pretty much everybody thinks well i'm gonna have to get it but they're not necessarily thrilled they're gonna have to get it
1: it's it's a big learning curve it uh for someone who's looked at regular sonar for 20 30 50 years of their life and fish the same way you know the whole entire time you basically have to relearn everything everything that you thought you knew or or imagined taking place underwater it's it's actually a lot different than even i thought about it two three years ago it uh in my mind there's a fish here and two fish over there and one behind you and one 100 feet away and now the more the more you use it the more you see how fish tend to cluster and and the reaction to different types of baits and things like that so it's a it's a huge huge advancement in in technology and i know it's it's up for discussion on on how people feel about it but um you know as as my job is to put people on fish i don't I don't hear too many people complaining um when they're able to watch a a sixteen seventeen inch walleye eat their jig thirty feet away and actually watch it happen on the graph and and see that bobber go down and and you know to make a make a grandpa's day or you know older older uh generations out with their grandkids and it's something that you know it's it's really not um, it, it's not hard to do once you figure it out. So the ability to maybe get a few more fish in the boat than you technically or you know usually be able to do this time of year when the bite does get a little bit tougher, it uh, it it definitely has its is, its its uh, advantages that way.
0: You know, and I and I think the 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 honest realistic assessment of anything in this day and age is once the technology is out. It, it can't go back. It just doesn't, you know? I mean...
1: It's... Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, years ago when the first 300-horsepower motor came out, you know, is that an unfair advantage? Side imaging, the, the imaging, you know, on, on a lot of these units got to be so good you could see fins on fish. It wasn't real-time, but you could almost tell how big the fish were, how far out they were, that type of thing. I I tell people who might look at it and, and think it's it's an unfair advantage i usually use the analogy of well i mean when you're when they first came out with the with the tractor did your great grandfather quit plowing his field with the team of horses or did he buy a tractor chances are 99 percent of them went and bought a tractor you know it's it's like the smartphones we've all got got to keep up to date on the smartphones or newer trucks newer boats it's it's kind of the same thing, and it's the reality is it's available to anyone. Mm-hmm. It's not limited to who can buy it or anything like that. Anyone, even you, Kev, could go out and, and buy one and learn how to use it and become a dangerous ang- angler.
0: Well, that's saying something right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wrap it up with Chuck Hazzy next. Still to come, his latest Fast Five, which includes a very controversial waterfall question. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up, and this is fishing Paul Pop on New Country. I'm Will Pampoos and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because Kevin Jackson needs all the help he can get. Chuck Hazzy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest today. And Chuck, this year in general, though, uh, fishing on Leech Lake and any lake in our area has been, you know, really good. I mean, the cooler water temps, the not hot summer, the good water levels have all combined to make, uh, you know, even the dog days uh, pretty productive.
1: It's been one of the best I can remember right the, the The temperatures on the lake here, the water temperatures just dropped below seventy degrees for the first time. I think they hit seventy maybe mid June and they were in that low to maybe mid seventies for a while and now we've the nights are getting a little bit cooler, so that that little bit of temperature drop, maybe five or six degrees has has seemed to keep them active a little bit later into the year than than a typical year where Sometimes we're sitting at high seventies, maybe even touching eighty degree water temps this time of year.
0: Yeah, it's and uh, you know it's not just walleye. Of course, it's been a good fishing bite for pretty much everything. But uh, again, for walleye this year, I think it's been really good. And then you know, fall is supposed to be the best time of year for catching walleye. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> as good as it's been, we have more to look forward to.
1: Yeah, we're just, we're just, uh, entering that time period here in another few weeks. It's, it should start to get even better, which is pretty hard to believe with the, the fishing we've had here the last month or two that it can get even better than it is, but it'll, it'll change some of the locations where fish are on the lake. Um, and the, the, the fish tend to grow a little bit too. They're going to, they're going to add on a little extra weight. They're going to be eating a little more pro, protein heading into, um, you know the winter months and uh like you said that's my favorite time of the year hands down is to fish in the fall
0: well i think i I ask you this at least a couple of times over the course of the year when we talk i mean you're uh on the lake every day you're looking at what's going on um we all know there's ais in in leech lake as there is in many many lakes outside of the stuff we already know is going on is there anything new out there you're seeing that's got you concerned or are we are we feeling pretty good right now
1: you know, not, not too much. There was some sorry stone, stonewort that they found here last year up uh, on the north end of Steamboat Bay. And I know they did have a few different uh, missions where they went out there and removed a lot of it. I haven't heard too much on that, whether that's spread or not. Um, as far as I know, that was a few isolated areas that they thought they could maybe control. Um, we're on year five or six now of the of the zebra mussels we are starting to see more of those now the water this spring actually was was really clear and uh that does have its effects on location and how close you can you can get to fish uh with with the boat as far as not putting the boat over top of them but like i said we've got a little bit of an algae bloom now so that that does help things um other than that, we're we're just I guess we're waiting for that zebra mussel run here. It's it's probably going to get pretty nasty here the next four or five years as far as water clarity. But uh, that's that's really I'd say the only issue that we're facing facing right now.
0: And it looks like uh, I've heard from lots of anglers on a lot of lakes that there's a lot of uh, good young year classes kind of across the board in Paul Bunyan country and. So uh, I think we're looking at some really solid fishing for for quite some time now.
1: I've literally the the trip this morning. We had fish from ten inches to uh, I think maybe the biggest one we caught was twenty three inches today, which is probably a a six seven eight year old fish somewhere in there. But the the year classes of smaller fish from from twelve inches to fifteen inches. There's seventeen inches out there, eighteen inches out there. It it looks to be in pretty good pretty good shape for the future here
0: all right well uh our other favorite topic to discuss is twins you noted that uh uh they're two and a half out and and the last time we talked you kind of made that prediction
1: well, i think you asked me and i and i said no they will not still be in first place and you were you were kind of surprised at my answer but um you know i don't know how many times we have to to discuss this as a minnesota sports fan you just get you get pretty used to getting let down, so they, they build your hopes and build your hopes, and then you get let down in the end. So I just figure if I let myself down right away, then there's no surprise.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and, and it's always a question mark with the pitching with this team, but I, it's been worse than I thought it was going to be, i got to be honest. I didn't think it was going to be quite this bad. I don't know if uh, the trade deadline stuff's going to help or not, but, you know, even if it's a really good pitcher, he only helps you once every five days. So,
1: Well, and it doesn't... and my thought was it doesn't do you a lot of good to acquire all that back end back end of the bullpen talent when you don't really have the starting horses to, to get you there in the first place and with the Bucks and in injury and and that type of thing Korea, I mean, he's playing well but I don't think anyone expected, you know, for how much he was being paid, they might have got a little more output out. Right. But um you know, some of the it looks like the back end of their lineup is kind of being filled by minor leaguers now and that's that's pretty typical. It's still major league baseball and you still gotta put a quality product out there every day, even if you're playing the Royals like they are tonight.
0: Well <laughs> yeah, well we the the saving grace if there is gonna be any is that we're gonna be within the division most of September, so if we can stay somewhat close we we have a shot, but uh you know I mean uh, we're either going to end the season uh, you know in the first week of October or we're going to end the season with three more playoff losses in a row. So
1: yeah that's a, that's a good point at least it'll keep you uh, enthused to have the radio or the TV on in the background at least and maybe by the end of the season the Vikings will be what two or three and old by then Sure somewhere somewhere in there so then we have that to look forward to and get let down again <laughs> I suppose and <laughs> then wild the wild'll start after that and yeah
0: i'm actually i i just i hate to say it out loud cuz it's you know probably going to burn me but i'm i'm more enthused about the wild than i probably ever have been
1: yeah yeah another year with granland and they made a few moves i don't know about the the whole uh, Goaltenders shake up there a little bit. I think we were a little more solid with both of them, but uh, I can see Talbot's point of view, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see. We'll see.
0: All right. Um, well, do, should we do another fast five? Sure. Whatever you want to do, Kev. I've got all kinds of questions. You know, this I can do this for years. So uh, good. All right. One,
1: two, three, Four. fast five.
0: Here we go with question number one. I thought we'd done this one with you, but I, but as I was looking through my list, I, I I don't believe we have. So question number one: dogs or cats? Cats.
1: Really? Only because I'm allergic to dogs. Oh really? And I have a I do have a cat named Hank that thinks he's a dog, so um, he's pretty close to being both.
0: Okay. Okay. I, you know, because most people who are who do they are into hunting, and I know you love to do your deer hunting and stuff. They they usually have a dog, but uh,
1: allergies yeah, I will do it. Those kids with allergies and an asthma inhaler and a fanny pack and all that stuff. So I've got all kinds of issues with me. I'm, I'm I'm not able to have a dog in the house. And apparently, you know, where I grew up, dogs lived outside, but now they just live inside. So. I guess that 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 rules me out.
0: Oh man, the the inhaler, the allergies—I've been there. I've, I've got yep. kind of had the same same growing up. All right, <laughs> uh, question number two: What is your favorite movie of all time?
1: Gladiator.
0: That is a good one. All right, question number three, and I think I'm I'm relatively sure I know the answer to this one, but uh, hard water or soft water? Soft water. Yeah. There's only about two people who've said hard water.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, the, the winners. the older I get, the harder they are. It's... Uh, it's uh, To me, it's, it's a no-brainer there.
0: Oh, yeah. It's so much easier to take a boat from one part of the lake to the other than dragging a fish house. Yep. All right, question number four. Go back to your school days. Your favorite subject in school.
1: Oh, boy. I would say... Lunch?
0: <laughs> okay, that, uh, that's not
1: history. Probably history. I would say history.
0: Okay, history. That's a good one. Uh, yep. Probably one of my favorites as well. And this this one could be controversial. I don't know. We'll see. Question number five Who is the better duck, Daffy or Donald?
1: <laughs> uh, I'd have to go with Donald on that one.
0: Oh, okay, see, now we're on opposite sides of the table here. I'm definitely a Daffy guy. <laughs>
1: I'll go with Donald.
0: All right. So there you have it. Uh, he's right out of four out of the five questions. But other than that, but you know, that's, that's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> well, listen, Chuck, we know you're with Leisure Outdoor Adventure, so if uh, people want to get on uh, water with you or one of the other great guides there, how do they go about doing that? Yep, you can call our
1: 800 number, which is 855-LOA-HOOK, or you can reach me on my cell directly, and that is 1383. Three.
0: I'm a pretty lucky guy. I get to talk to a lot of great people every day with this show, and Chuck Hassey is definitely right up there near the top, if not at the top. Chuck, is always great to have you here today. Thanks for taking the time.
1: No problem, Kev. Thank you.
0: That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Just a reminder, you don't always get the full conversation on the radio version of the show, but if you would like to hear all of that and sometimes some bonus interviews as well... Just subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One on the Pod MN app or go to KB101FM.com or KBUNSportsRadio.com. Click on Podcast, choose Paul Bunyan Country, and listen at your leisure. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd, Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria.